Section eighteen of a book of scoundrels by Charles Wibley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Switcher and Gentleman Harry, Part three, a parallel. Haggart and Sims are united in the praise of Borrow and in the generous applause of posterity. Each resumes for his own generation the prowess of his kind. Each has assured his immortality by an experiment in literature. And if epic simplicity and rapid narrative are the virtues of biography, it is difficult to award the prize. The switcher preferred to write in the rough lingo wherein he best expressed himself. He packs his pages with ill-spelt slang, telling his story of thievery in the true language of thieves. Gentleman Harry, as became a person of quality, mimic the dialect wherewith he was familiar in the more fashionable gambling dens of Covent Garden. Both write without the smallest suggestion of false shame or idle regret, and a natural vanity lifts each of them out of the pit of commonplace onto the tableland of the heroic. They set forth their depredation as a victorious general might record his triumphs, and they excel the nimblest ordinary that ever penned a dying speech in all the gifts of the historian. But when you leave the study for the field, the switcher instantly declares his superiority. He had the happiness to practise his craft in its heyday, while Sims knew but the fag-end of a noble tradition. Haggart, moreover, was an expert, pursuing a difficult art, while Sims was a bully, plundering his betters by bluff. Sims boasted no quality which might be set off against the accurate delicacy of Haggart's hand. The Englishman grew rich upon a rolling eye and a rusty pistol. He put on his fiercest manner, and believed that the world would deny him nothing. The Scot, rejoicing in his exquisite skill, went to work without fuss or bluster, and added the joy of artistic pride to his delight in plunder. Though Sim's manner seems the more chivalrous, it required not one tithe of the courage which was Haggart's necessity. On horseback, with the semblance of a firearm, a man may easily challenge a coach full of women. It needs a cool brain and a sound courage to empty a pocket in the watchful presence of spies and policemen. While Gentleman Harry chose a lonely road, or the cover of night for his exploits, the switcher always worked by day, hustled by a crowd of witnesses. Their hours of leisure furnish a yet more striking contrast. Sims was a polished dandy, delighting in his clothes, unhappy if he were deprived of his bottle and his game. Haggart, on the other hand, was before all things sealed to his profession. He would have deserted the gayest masquerade, had he ever strayed into so light a frivolity, for the chance of lightening a pocket. He tasted but few amusements without the limits of his craft, and he preserved unto the end a touch of that dour character which is the heritage of his race. But, withal, he was an amiable, decent body, who would have recoiled in horror from the drunken brutality of Gentleman Harry. Though he bragged to George Coombe of his pitiless undoing of wenches, he never thrust a crab-stick into a woman's eye, and he was incapable of rewarding a kindness by robbery and neglect. Once, at Newcastle, he arrayed himself in a smart white coat and tops. But the splendour ill became his red-headed awkwardness, 
and he would have stood aghast at the satin frocks and velvet waistcoats of him who broke the hearts of Drury Lane. But if he were gentler in his life, Haggart was prepared to fight with a more reckless courage when his trade demanded it. It was the gentleman's boast that he never shed the blood of man. When David found a turnkey between himself and freedom, he did not hesitate to kill, though his remorse was bitter enough when he neared the gallows. In brief, Haggart was not only the better craftsman, but the honester fellow, and though his hands were red with blood, he deserved his death far less than did the more truculent, less valiant Sims. Each had in his brain the stuff whereof men of letters are made. This is their parallel. And by way of contrast, while the switcher was an accomplished artist, Gentleman Harry was a roistering braggart. End of section 18